Okay, so I want to thank, uh, this is Semskis, this is our advertising, who are always very generous for anything that we ask them to sponsor. And we also have co-sponsors this week, Chaim Mark Goldsmith, in memory of Chaver, of Moshe ben Chaver. Wow. Rav Peretz, that's called the double Chaver. The Kastner family, today's the art site of Jenny. Yehudah Alisa Bar Menachem, we remember very fondly. Debbie and Siggy Stein, in memory of Hen Yeracha Bas Nachman Leib. And Sas Mishpacha, in memory of Chaya Malka Bas Yaakov. Thank you very much. How was the Shmorg last night? Okay. A few things. I received an email this week. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to embarrass the person. They're actually not here today. They'll be listening. And the... Um, the email was Chaim or Chaim Tovim. People try to get my attention. I wasn't sure if that was spam. Chaim or Chaim Tovim. So I actually raised this question. I thought I raised the question, but I must have not raised it in the shear. We discussed uh, for the last couple of weeks, I wasn't going to talk about it today, why the question of the tour. The tour asked the question, we have a certain structure to the Amidah that seems to get blown up during the Aserah made Tshuva. We don't make requests during uh, the first three brachas. The first three brachas is Shevach Lashem. Anshik Nesagdol established very stru- the structure is, uh, seemed to be immovable. However, during the Aserah made Tshuva, we say, sounds like we're making a bakasha for life. So there are a couple of different answers that we gave. Let's just do a review. It's always good for me. So one answer, which is, uh, was suggested by some here, which is brought by the tour in the name of uh, Gaonim, is the question doesn't really get off. Because the Aserah Shimei different, right? We blow up the uh, regular system, and there's a special structure for the Aserah Shimei or no structure. We, we're so desperate. Someone called it Atzalus Nefashos. You want to get in right away and ask for Chayim. Interesting answer. In fact, the uh, tour brings up based on this answer of the Gaonim, that maybe we should save the St. Pachtacha, which we say is part of uh, the Yom Narayim Davening, the entire Aserah Shimei Tshuva. We're so concerned, you know, so fearful, we should say it every single day. And apparently in certain communities, they did say it. So that would be one answer. The other an- there were two other answers. One answer is the difference between a Yachid and a Tzibor. Put that aside for now. And the answer that we were focusing on, and I showed you a few uh, contemporary sources that went with this as well, including Reb Moshe, based on a Reb Chaim Soloveitchik, I showed you from some Reb Nevensal, that the, the question is not a legitimate question. I mean, it's a legitimate question, but what is the Chaim that we're asking for? The Chaim that we're asking for is Chaim of Ruchnius, right? That especially this time of year, that we should have a spiritual, we should have a, a spiritual year and that, Anshik Nesek Dola never said, is knocked out of uh, the first three. It's interesting, why not? Because it's still about Kasha. I showed you that every Shabbos and Yantiv we, we have spiritual requests. Those are in the middle section. But apparently, this time of year, it's almost really combining those two answers. You're allowed to make spiritual requests in the beginning. So someone asked me, I thought I raised the question as well, why is it that sometimes... Uh, <clears throat> During the Aserah Shimei if you look at the Shemona Esrei, the Amida, very basic point, sometimes it's just Chaim. I know some people here have the name Chaim. So beautiful, I never realized how complex the name Chaim was. In fact, you're going to see today when you say Lachayim, 
how spiritual it may be when you actually say L'chaim before you're having some spirit, right? Really, maybe that's the right thing. So sometimes we say L'chaim, like Zachreinu L'chaim, in the next, and it says V'chasveinu B'sefer HaChaim. If you had a sitter in front of you, it would be helpful, but you know this by heart. And then we say, um, when else do we say Chaim? Okay, so we add at the end of the Shemona Asrei, we say, it's always better doing this live, Uchsov L'chaim, right? Yeah, Laman Chaim as well. But at the end, you have Uchsov L'chaim, but there it doesn't just say Uchsov L'chaim. What does it say? Uchsov L'chaim Tovim. That was the email. Why? No, I understood the email. You didn't even write anything, right? Why does it say L'chaim Tovim? You want to have Chaim Tovim, let's ask for that in the beginning. A good life. I don't know anyone who has that name, Chaim Tovim. No, Chayim Tovim maybe, but Chaim Tovim I never heard. And then I noticed something very interesting as well. It, I never noticed this before. In Besefer Chaim, which is the other edition, so there it says, you hear this, Danny? Besefer Chaim, Brach of Shalom, and then L'chaim tovim. So there you actually have a double, right? Because you have in the beginning just chayim. It's true, it says bracha v'shalom, but it says chayim. Then you have uh, l'chaim tovim v'shalom. This is basic stuff. You know, sometimes we don't understand the basic feel. Jerry Weinreich, actually Rebecca Weinreich, a number of years, hey, how do you like that? I'm quoting you. Your mom gave me a sefer from a, a rav in Boston. She, he taught at Maimonides. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. What's the last name? Waldenbluth. Okay, it's a beautiful safer. I have the old edition that two people gave me. Your, your mom and uh, Nachum Tursky from Boston. He, he really goes through the sitter. You know, sometimes we get into all the fancy ideas. I'm sure you knew him as well. Yeah, so just going through the sitter, you know, without all the fancy analysis, you go through the words. It's pretty important. We don't do it enough. That's definitely uh, what, what a chisar in mind, just to go through the sitter and the word. So especially during that Sarah Shemit Shuva. So I found that uh, Rav Druk in the Sefer raises the question. I mentioned before, there's a great Rav Druk. His father was Rav Mordechai Druk. He has a machzor for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim. It's called Eish Tamid. It's very hard to get a hold of it. It's seen, I've been trying for two years. It's out of print. What Art Scroll did is they did a nice thing. I don't think they bought up all the copies in Hebrew, but they, they took a lot of them and put it into English. And it's mostly questions from Rishonim. And then he either gives his own answers or he gives the answers from Rishonim. It was very beautifully organized. A few years ago, when we were desperate to find Bali Tzvila. Remember, we had like seven or eight Miyana? So we gave it as a gift to all the Bali Tzvila. Now we give nothing, okay? Now you pay us. But uh, we're back to normal. So it's really good. And there's actually Yom HaKippurim they came out with. He came out with the Haggadah. It's very interesting style. So he writes over here, I didn't see it inside in the Vilna Gon. He says over here, alternatively, he asked the question here, why sometimes Chaim is sometimes Chaim Tovim? The way the question was asked, in the beginning it's Chaim, in the first section, then in the end it's Chaim Tovim. I'm qualifying it somewhat because I just showed you in B'Sefer Chaim it's actually both. But okay. The Vilna Gon explains that in the first three blessings of Shron Esrei, we're asking for life in the world to come. So we're not even asking only for a spiritual, we're not asking, there's another answer actually to that question. It's not even a, a question of, uh, 
to have a more ruchnius life now, we're looking for dividends in the next world. You know, I try to focus on this world, but obviously there's something in the next world as well. We're asking for life in the world to come. And in the world to come, there's no distinction between life and good life. By definition, Chaim is Chaim Tovim in the next world. I'd love to see this inside in the Vilna Gon. I haven't found it, but okay, I'm trusting the quote. Life in the next world is by definition good, so there's no need to specify good life in the first two editions of Shimon Esrei. In the final blessings of Shimon Esrei, however, we're asking for life in this world. I assume B'Sefer Chayim then is, according to this, that's B'Sefer, if it's just B'Sefer Chayim, that's for Olam Haba. It's not like there's a book written over here. So we do need to specify what we're asking for in good life. So it's very provocative, at least I'm giving you and myself, when we keep adding these chayims, there's so many different concepts that, that come to mind. I don't think we have to paskin when we daven. It could be each monastery, we have a different insight that will hopefully make our davening more meaningful. And then I went back to, the, to what we say every single day. Every single day during Ladavad uh, Hashemori, we talk about chayim. You sound familiar? We just said it a couple of minutes ago. Remember I told you some people don't say it's brought down by Akronim because there's a Tircha de Sibura. It assumes we, we spend time on we, a little more time than most of us spend time on Aleinu, which is very hard to actually say every word. If I'm, I'm talking about myself. But it's supposed to, we're really supposed to analyze it every day. It takes too long. So some people don't say it's one of the reasons that's given. But we say there that we should walk Be'eretz Chayim. So where's the Eretz Chayim? Unfortunately, what do you call, what's the cemetery called in Beit Shemesh? Eretz HaChayim, okay? That's not where we want to be walking over here, during Ladavad Hashem Ori, okay? Even though I have close relatives there, that's not what we're yearning for. So sure enough, even here there's a Machlokas. I look, you just go back to the Navi, where it comes from, on Tehillim, the, the Ksuvim. The, the next world is Eretz HaChayim. That's what you're thinking about during L'davad Hashem Ori. And then if you look at the Mitzud Asiyon, he says, no way, that's not what we're looking forward to. So I'm showing you that we're not so settled. And my suggestion is just, you know, every time you dive and think about another one, because we want all this life. We want Chayim, Eretz Chayim, we want to have uh, spiritual Chayim, and we also shouldn't apologize for having, wanting to have a Chaim Tovim in this world. What time is it, Sam? Oh my gosh, I have four minutes. Okay, so I'm gonna skip the uh, Hasidish piece over here, which is very beautiful. Maybe we'll mention it next week. I wanna just give a very brief introduction to Slichos, which I really wanted to spend most of my time on. So, when it comes to Slichos, we have the practice of uh, starting Slichos on Sunday, or someone's gonna scream out Motzei Shabbos. But at some point after Shabbos, we start with slichos. I'm not getting into the issue, should, should we dive in at 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock? This year we give you two options over here. You could dive in at 12, you could even come to the Eitan Cast concert that was co-sponsoring, and I'm the warm-up band for him, and then you'll hear at Moshe Tzvi, beautiful. And it's very interesting that today, and I don't say this cynically, because we do the same, it's not enough just to start with slichos, you know? In the olden days, especially when they sold tickets, you know, to the Chazanim, once you heard Ashrei, that's all you needed. You didn't need a rough speech, you didn't need movies, you didn't need coffee. Today, we try everything to get people to come to Slichos and to get them excited. That's why you end up having over here, before, before they're going to say Slichos, 
in, at Chatzos Salayla, there's going to be four hours of singing in Divrei Torah. And it's interesting. Why do we need all that? Why do we need all that? Lamaisa, it's hard just to jump from a Shabbos full of uh, Cholent, you know, and a, a big Shal Shudas. This year here also, we have a very special Shal Shudas. It's going to be not only Kugel, but singing from, all the, from many of the Balei Tzvila. We need all these warm-up actions, right? Because it's hard to switch, you know, from... Uh, it's hard just to get into the Yom Tov mood. The Svardim, I don't know how they do it. They start already a couple weeks ago. You see Svardim at work today, they've been tired for uh, two weeks. We didn't start getting tired yet. So what's fascinating is I came across... I'll do most of this outside because we only have 20 minutes total. Is an amazing insight. There's a very important sefer. One of my favorite svarim is the Leket Yosher. The Leket Yosher was a student. I gave you a little biography upstairs, but he was uh, most most important to us. He was a student of the Trumas Hadeshen. Trumas Hadeshen in uh, what was Western Europe was very big gadol, and he had many interesting minhagim, like any rav. So this Talmud wrote down, it's really a biography, a halachic biography of his Rebbe. And he has great insights. I'm going to just go down to the bottom. He says, why is it that we start, why is it that we always start slichos on Motzei Shabbos or Sunday, the day after Shabbos, after Shabbos? It's not because you need four. That's a separate issue. You need to have four days before Rosh Hashanah. Why on a Motzei Shabbos? What's that? Oh, so one of the slichos, yelling yeah, is the first, but one of the slichos is b'motzei menucha. Okay, but that's, you know, I don't know what, but I don't, that's after the fact, right? But that's important, he brings that as well. B'motzei menucha, it's on the night after tranquility. So either way, what does that sound like? It sounds like there's something about the menucha of Shabbos that has a connection to slichos. It's not a coincidence. So he says here, very interesting, and maybe we'll continue with it next week, because I'm running out of time. But just so you keep this in mind to help you prepare for this Shabbos. What's the dominating uh, aspect of Shabbos that we have? You know, Menucha has two aspects. Obviously, the this, this shluffing, that's people's favorite thing. And other people enjoy eating. And there's also Talmud Torah. Shabbos is a day, I've mentioned before, that's dedicated to Talmud Torah. Yant is a day that's dedicated to socializing. You know, together with the tzibur, with your family. Shabbos is really meant to be a day of Torah, almost exclusively. You dive in a little bit, you eat a little bit, you learn a lot. That was definitely uh, what was intended. And he brings down over here the Medrash, especially when the Jews, in, in Mitzrayim, every day was a day of Torah. I mean, in the Midbar. But once the Jews came into Eretz Yisrael and they, they had to be laborers, Shabbos was the day of Torah. The simcha that a person feels after a Shabbos filled with Talmud Torah is exactly the right thing to prepare you for slichos. You go from the confidence that comes with Simcha, the connection that you have between you and the Rebona Shalom, what we call Torah as a chefs of Simcha, which I'll explain next week, you get from that Simcha, you're so inspired that naturally you're ready to get into Slichos. And apparently it lasts even till Chatzos, and it lasts even till the next morning, because you know, in many yeshivas they don't say Slichos, they say it by Shmaris That's what Ramosei Menucha means. So that's something especially for this Shabbos to think about, to learn more and to try to appreciate the simcha that should come from Talmud Torah, even if it's uh, difficult. I think today it's probably not enough for us that we have all those additional add-ons like kumzitzes and bands and music, which are beautiful, 
but we really shouldn't need that. It should be the inspiration from a Shabbos that gets us into the Slichos mode. And, and I'll go a little bit deeper with that next week. Rabbi Chananim and Kasha. Thanks for your patience. Amen.